you, it's hard to go around here and to look around at like the giant beaches and Amazon having a compound and not conclude that technology is driving the media industry, not vice versa. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Media Voices. I'm Esther Thorpe and once again we've sent our co-host Peter Houston off to sunnier climes. He's going to find out what publishers and agencies are talking about at the Cannes Lions Festival of Creativity 2022. This is a two-part podcast. The second part will be going live tomorrow as Peter is currently collecting fresh interviews from the day over in France. Media Voices at Cannes is sponsored by Sovin, a leading publisher technology platform who provide advertising tools, technologies and services to thousands of publishers to help them monetize and grow their businesses. You can find out more about them at Sovin.com. Now, though, I'm going to hand over to Peter, who has been braving the heat to speak to a number of attendees about their impressions of Cannes so far. Hello, I'm in Cannes, the French Riviera, on the second leg of the Media Voices Summer Tour. I've never been to Cannes Lions before, and I have to say the place is absolutely buzzing, with 15,000 attendees and more than 160,000 exhibitors and sponsors projected for the week-long event. I'm here enjoying the sunshine, also taking the chance to speak with some publishers, some ad tech people, some agencies about why they're here and what they're learning at Cannes. I'm James Florence. I work at Immediate Media, um, UK publisher. Uh, I'm head of our head up our advertising technology team, uh, which means I look after our kind of programmatic stack, our operations, um, and basically making ads come on the internet. And why are you in Cannes, other than the beautiful weather? Although. It's a little bit cloudy. Yeah, I feel a bit of an idiot in my sun hat now. Um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to, to kind of meet uh, meet up with some other publishers, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's been quite difficult over the last couple of years. You know, don't don't run into those guys as often as I used to. So sort of comparing notes. Um, also meet some of our, our, our partners over here, um, you know, especially the, the, the US guys. You know, haven't been able to come over for, for quite some time. And, you know, pick up some kind of technical conversations with them. It's been really interesting. So, yeah, we've seen a lot of US people. Yeah, it's been great to have them back in Europe. Um, you know, yeah, it's been you know some time since uh, I think most of them been able to come over. So yeah, it's been really good to pick up some conversation with those guys. You know, get the get the latest updates from uh, you know the tech hubs and stuff out there that some of our partners have. So what's the big themes? What you're looking for? What you're hearing? What's been uh, what's caught your attention? Well, some some people have been mentioning this thing about a third party cookie and it kind of going <laughs> <laughs> it going away, which you know uh, I'll be shocked shocked to. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, but you know, actually, I think it's been it's been quite interesting. Kind of, I think people are one talking about it in a bit more of a positive way. Um, you know, which is certainly the way that you know we've been trying to view it in media as a bit of a, an opportunity for publishers, if if, if nothing else. Um, and it feels like the you know some of our the tech platforms and stuff are coming around to that way of thinking. You know, it really gives publishers a, a chance to to own their own data and, and and get a really good kind of monetization return on on that um, again. So yeah, I, I think you know it feels like we're we're slowly getting getting more towards some actually actionable solutions on that stuff now. Um, so here's the impossible question: Will it disappear next year? I would be quite surprised if it was all gone by the end of next year. I, I think if you're a, if you're a betting man, um, but I think hey, we're already finding that well over half our inventory is it's gone. You know that that's kind of sailed. So I think we, you know, if we don't do something about it until it's gone, it's almost kind of you know we're, we're missing missing the boat a bit. Um, oh, terrible campaign. Uh, so the. <laughs> 
um, yeah, so I think we're, we're quite, um, yeah, potentially quite excited about that. You know, I think it's a real, it's a tricky balance for publishers to get right. You know, obviously we want to want to make our data available in a compliant way and kind of, you know, monetize it as we have done before, but equally, you know, maybe retain a bit more control of it and, and be a bit more selective about, you know, where we're using it, how we're using it. And you hearing anything here that's new or different ways of doing things or maybe making you think differently for the future? Um, yeah, I think... Um, I think really it's it's probably thinking more about how this stuff scales now. You know, it seems like we've got technology solutions that can allow this stuff to be uh, to be targeted and stuff in a, a compliant way. It's it's really trying to think about how that how that scales for publishers and how we can you know offset some of the the losses we see from the the cookieless inventory that we have already. Um, and it it feels like we're getting there now. You know, the, the agencies and, and advertisers are thinking about how they bring their data, how we can connect that. You know, how we can replace that that stuff that we're kind of losing. And you mentioned in the chat that we had beforehand, contextual. What's going on with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think as a, as a kind of premium publisher, we're, we're quite excited about okay. uh, the return to contextual. You know, we've, we've got some pretty strong kind of context in food and gardening and TV and stuff. And I think that gives us a real opportunity to, uh, to bring something unique that, you, you know, you can't currently buy in the open auction, you know, really add some... Um, some, some, some special source there that you know it's really difficult and I, I don't think it's necessarily all about pulling it out using technology um, you know some of that I think provides the scale but then it's, it's about you know the other half of it is about what we can bring into our understanding of the users and why they're looking at that kind of content and being able to, to add something beyond you know the just the, the facts of the context I guess. Do you think contextual advertising in that sense is a premium play for you guys? I think probably a, a bit of both, actually. I think at the you know the very top end, where we're looking at really really specific context, then that's that's our absolutely our premium kind of bread and butter for our direct sales team. But then there's probably a more generic context, which you know is currently being bought by third party cookies that we need to offer out more broadly to the market to make sure we're you know we're, we're getting that scale for for advertisers you know who are, might be currently buying TV or, or, or currently use, using their, their their data in the third third party cookie data. And what else are you hearing at Calm? What else is making you think? Oh. Well, I'm certainly I'm really interested in some of the sustainability stuff. Um, you've been doing a little bit of work on that recently. Um, I think it's a really important thing for for immediate for sure. Um, you know, I think it's about kind of owning our ad stack and understanding what what impact it has. And I, you know, I think the impact is is not insignificant uh, and needs to be addressed. But also for us, I think it's really about you know how we can help advertisers make good media decisions and, and make their media buying a, a kind of a force for good overall because you know obviously it's, it's possible to do kind of carbon offsets and that kind of stuff but actually I think you know we need to think more holistically about how we're, we're supporting you know really good high quality journalism across the you know whole spectrum of, of news and special interests um, and I think that's that's where certainly you know immediate thinks we can, we can have you know a bit quite a credible voice so we're, we're really thinking a lot about that at the moment. I think that's that's an interesting one for me because I haven't heard it discussed as openly before. You know, the idea that digital does have a, a sustainability impact. Yeah, I mean, it certainly it certainly does. I mean, I think that one of the problems is it's really hard to measure. You know, because everyone's setup is unique. Um, you know, I don't think it's it's by any means the you know going to solve all the little globe problems. But I think you know you really need to be. Yeah, and I, but I think the, the things we can do are quite actionable, you know, by just reducing the amount of data we're passing, reducing the amount of partners we're working with, you know, really being very considered about, you know, how we make connections, who we're making them with, whether they're actually, you know, add, adding to our, our, our stack in the, in the right way. You know, it's quite easy to make, make some, good, some good wins. 
one of the other things that people are talking about is actually just getting attention for, for content and advertising. What's your, what's your, what's the conversation around that been? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think it's probably one of the things that's been a bit of the, uh, you know, sort of not discussed as much as targeting when talking about kind of loss of third party cookies. But I think, you know, measurement's really important. And I think that's another area where as a publisher who owns a relationship with our users, we can, we can really help kind of advertisers. Um, I think attention is absolutely the right thing to, to be measuring. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of nuance there about whether the attention metrics we're using are exactly the right things to be tracking or whether we're kind of replacing one relatively sort of one proxy with with another one that's you know equally has limitations but i think yeah i mean certainly you know we've got high quality really engaged users with long session times long dwell times you know i think you know that that kind of media is exactly you know ideal for you know measuring based on attention rather than maybe the you know last click outcomes or whatever is that metrics challenge just an ongoing thing is that just every single day you're looking at <laughs> yeah absolutely you know there's a whole you know everyone's measuring something everyone's measuring it slightly differently as a publisher obviously we have a view but ultimately you know we we want to support advertisers to measure the right things and and do it and, and do it in a way that kind of makes sense for our inventory and i think yeah we need to be having that that discussion with our partners when we do you know we do our partnerships and, and stuff you know helping them to to measure the right stuff I guess um, yeah my name is Brian Marcy I'm the founder of the rebooting it's a newsletter and a podcast it's about how to build sustainable media businesses and I'm sat talking to Brian on the group M roof terrace and if there's a bigger cliche of what can is about I've, I've, I've yet to see it <laughs> I, are you calling me a cliche? No, not you. The location. <laughs> I am wearing linen and white pants, so I'll, I'll take I'll take the note. I, uh, I I always like feedback. So you've been coming here for years, right? Too long, too long. My first time coming to Cannes, I was trying to remember it. I believe it was 2007. And what was interesting, I was the digital editor at Adweek at the time. And the big sort of story of Cannes was how Microsoft was had taken over the marquee advertising slot at the Palais and the idea that, oh my God, a technology company is here. Fast forward, say 15 years, I guess it is at this point, and this is basically like a technology conference that also has some advertising and publishing and, oh yeah, some creativity. And everything has got advertising on it, like the cabs and uh, restaurant menus and all sorts of stuff's got tech company branding. Yeah, but I mean, I think to me... If anyone doubts that software has eaten the world, come to Cannes because software has eaten the media and advertising industries whole. And I think it's just important to acknowledge. It doesn't mean that advertising is going away or anything like this or creativity is not important or that publishing can't survive. But you, it's hard to go around here and to look around at like the giant beaches and Amazon having a compound and not conclude that technology is driving the media industry, not vice versa. So do you think there's like two things going on? There's the festival where the awards and everything is going on, and then there's all this other stuff on the other side? Well, that's the thing about Cannes, and I, I don't mean it like cynically exactly, but like it's all about a facade in some ways, and that like what's being talked about in the Palais and on stage and and Zelensky and like uh, Malala and like uh, sustainability is completely different than the real action taking place behind doors, where this is like less a festival of creativity but more of a carnival of capitalism. 
So do you think that's the, the, the deal-making side of it? That's what's really going on? Yeah, I mean, that's the main value of Can. I mean, I think it's good for me personally to also, like, get, like, a quick pulse on, like, where the industry is in some ways. I think you can get, like, falsely, you know, pulled in, in one direction or another because you can buy your way into driving the conversation at Can in any way you sort of want to do it. But you can, like, look for signals about where things are going. And I think from a publisher perspective, one of the key signals that I have heard that I hadn't heard as much before is that there is a broad agreement that the pendulum is swinging back from simply audience targeting, find a cookie, hit a cookie, to really valuing context. And there's a whole variety of, you know, moves that are going on on the regulatory front and, like, with platforms. But... There's no doubt that the platforms are going to be the early winners of what's going on right now with change, the changes in targeting and digital advertising. But I think long term, there is a greater appreciation by brands, by agencies, that quality content matters because context is the most important driver of success. Do you think the secret sauce then is first party data and quality content? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, it is like... Being able to like know your audience is extremely important, um, but also like having like a clearly defined value uh, proposition uh, that resonates with a specific audience. I think those publishers are are set to win. Like any sort of like market, there's going to be like winners and losers, and like there's it's going to be tough in the near term for a lot of like long tail and even some of the mid tail publishers that don't have like. A clearly like defined and like niche audience but for those who have strong relationships with their audiences particularly if they're subscription publishers because they have a ton of first party data no matter what or those who are focused on uh, specific high value audiences and have a tight tie to them they're going to do really well so how long have you been in europe I've been here for three weeks. Um, I've I've started to mostly drink uh, Perrier, um, and I now say niche instead of niche. Well, I was just I was just going to point out you just <laughs> said niche. I love it. Yeah, I mean I'm wearing white pants. I don't know what else you want from me, Peter. You're an honorary European as of right now. Are you hearing much about the other themes? So the themes of the Congress are diversity, inclusion, sustainability, data, talent. Um, are you hearing much about all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, look, you're always going to hear about that. And it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to sort of, you know, and, and again, not to be cynical, but like to, to you know, separate what's just talk from what's like action. You know, I think it's important that like, for instance, that diversity is it has become front and center uh, in the conversations around can and in particular when it comes to 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 talent right because I think a lot of times uh, unfortunately diversity has been diversity and inclusion has been presented in, in in this industry and other industries as some kind of like social good and stuff like this and while that that is true it's really an economic reality and a business imperative that for too long, these these comp- th- this industry and, and industries like it have been exclusionary, either outwardly exclusionary or um, you know maybe just like by accident exclusionary, and that affects the you know the the amount of talent they're able to attract. Every single company goes up there and says that like you know we're in a war for talent and stuff like this. Well, shit, if you are if you have not had an inclusive like environment and have not done your work on uh, equality and inclusion, no wonder you have uh, you're in a talent war. 
What do you think about this idea of carbon zero neutral advertising? Digital advertising. I mean, this is pretty European for me. I mean, I saw like uh, up where I'm staying in the old town. Um, I, I saw actually by the Palais, I saw um, this this poor. I always think about people who have, uh, you know, bad jobs and stuff because it helps put me uh, myself in perspective. I'm having a bad day. And this poor person was was trying to get in. It's about like. I don't. I haven't been here long enough to to talk Celsius, but it's probably like 30 degrees here. Uh, and this poor person was getting into like a giant furry costume. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this guy is gonna. He might perish. And uh, then I saw him later up by me, and he was that like it, it that me that dog from that meme. Like everything's fine when the house is on fire. And it was about like carbon neutral like advertising. I mean, look, I think overall when you're talking about DEI or any of these issues, the advertising and media industries do not like operate in a vacuum. They operate in societies, and you can't just skip on the issues of the day and like carbon neutrality and decarbonizing the economy is it's an imperative for everyone it's not like a a side issue or a beat or something like this it's actually a part of everyone's job right and so it's going to affect every industry and so i look at it as a positive that it's at least getting um it's at least getting mentioned and talked to because i don't remember it really being a big issue before so However many times you've been here, do you think, would you recommend that more publishers come in the future? Uh, definitely, if someone, if, you, if someone is paying your expenses, I would definitely recommend coming. If you're paying your own expenses, as I am, I still think it's worthwhile. And the reason I think it's worthwhile is because, look, this pandemic, it, it, we're now going on, what, like two and a half years almost into it? And, like, it separated us, you know? And... This is like what makes can is not like what goes on on stage and stuff like this. It's being able to reconnect with, with people, you know, because it is still a people business. Any business is a people business. And it's it's being able to connect with new people. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think a lot of times people, you know, dismiss can as a total boondoggle, which, you know, let's be fair, kind of is. But boondoggles are kind of nice. And people and people like like to go to the, the Riviera, it turns out. And uh, deals get done here. And that's the main value, not the content on stage or the awards that go on and that these days, like not that many people pay attention to. It's about like, you know, being able to bring together um in industry and different and and also it's different industries and i think that's what makes can unique is that it attracts all sides of this media industry and and a lot of times for whatever reason i find in this industry you have different sides just talking to each other you have publishers talking to each other you have agencies talking to each other you have brands talking to each other you have tech talking to each other the only time they're just complaining about the other side it's better to get you know all sides together um, because at the end of the day, like if we are going to have a sustainable media ecosystem, it's going to require you know all sides. Hi, my name is uh, Don Perkins. Um, I work for Sovereign, and I'm the UK and European managing director. And what are you doing at Cannes? So. Cannes this year for us is, um, it's been a great event. We've been surrounded by so many great clients and for us it's so important to be here to just hear what people are talking about, understand what client needs are, what publisher needs are and help us develop products and help us develop what we're doing to suit those and deliver 
added value to what they're doing at the moment and help them achieve their goals. And what are you hearing? What are people talking about? There's been a number of kind of issues that are raised. I think the big issue really for a lot of publishers is around data and what that means for them. It's Everyone's been talking about it for many, many years now, but I think we're getting to a point where technologies are starting to really uh, shape up and I think we're having clean room discussions. And if I'm honest, I think this year in Cannes, there's been a lot of discussions about clean room and I think they're now starting to understand a little bit more about what that technology can do for them. Um, and I think I've seen lots of talks, lots of publishers listening really intently to different vendors talking about different strategies around their clean rooms and I think at the end of can I think there'll be a lot deeper understanding of what it can do. Are people actively looking for those data solutions at the moment? Yeah I think look from a, from a, a publisher point of view uh, I think they're looking to better transact their own data in a safe compliant way uh, and up until now um, and we still really don't know whether clean rooms are the answer but up until now, there's been a lot of hype around various partners saying they can do various things. I think this is an opportunity for publishers to better compliantly take control of their data and use it at scale, which is what they haven't been able to do in the past. That idea of scale, I've heard people talking about quite a bit. So that I want to control my own data, but I also want to have scale. So have my cake and eat it. Is that the solution now? Yeah, I think... I come from a publisher background and, and one of the things that we've always thought about our data is it's, it's our gold, it's our, you know, it's our asset, nobody else can have it. But in real terms, I think a lot of publishers are now sitting there going, look, there is certain parts of my data that I only want to have for me, but there's also other areas of data, other bits of their data, which they're quite happy to scale and allow other people to use in a compliant way. And I think that's the change we're starting to see now with publishers turning and facing it or leaning into it and going, right, I can't do this on my own, but I want to do it with other partners that I trust. And I think Clean Rooms allows that to, um, to scale for them, which is what they've always struggled with. And my understanding, what I've been hearing as well from buyers, is they want to be able to access that data at scale. It's no good to them just on its own, which is where it's sat with publishers in the past. So what else are people talking about? I've also been to a lot of panels and it's really interesting. We've been listening to um, a lot of conversations around DEI and it's, it's kind of almost this year in Cannes has come to a head where it's almost like people have just been using it as a tick box and saying, yeah, we're compliant, we do this, it's great. But I think now people are really facing into it and starting to do things about it. And from a sovereign point of view, you know, we are monetizing... Um, specialist publishers and we're giving them the ability to make that really specialist content available to buyers which has been difficult to do and I think it's a really great conversation that's going on out here and I'm, I'm really hoping that this from now on from the conversations I've heard it's going to start to get a lot more momentum rather than as I said just a tick box. That's one of the things that people don't talk about is that open access thing that diversity of voices is actually supported by advertising and people don't talk enough about that no and again sometimes ads get a bad rep and everybody understands and they hear everything about it but again one of the things that we're trying to do is allow publishers to diversify their revenues so they don't have to just be reliant on ads they can also be looking at commerce and how they can create a better user experience using 
affiliate marketing, but also understand how that competes with their ad stack. And I think that's really important to, to work with publishers to give them that diversification of revenue so that these specialist publishers can really engage their consumers and you know they produce great content and you get some really unique users on those sites one of the biggest cues for a session i've seen was an e-commerce session so is that getting a lot of attention uh I, yes it is and i think from from what i've been listening to it's a smaller group obviously the advertising part and creativity is much bigger but i, I really think that commerce is now on publishers roadmaps um, there's been a handful that have been doing it very well and there's been a handful that have been engaging but not really looking at the content required and putting the money behind it and the teams behind it and I think that is something that we're starting to see now certainly with the conversations that go on here. It's a catch-up job for them. It very much is I think yeah. The other thing you said ads sometimes get a bad rap uh, sustainability is on the agenda and I'm seeing when I think of sustainability with regards to publishing I think oh print trees oh bad but actually the rap that advertising digital advertising is getting is getting worse yeah look you know there's a lot of data being moved around there's a lot of um, uh, you know it's the same with 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 Bitcoin there's a and there's a there's a, a carbon issue that has um, an impact and I think all publishers are looking at the amount of partners they work with, how that is going to look in the future. And I think that is something on most publishers' radars at the moment. And I said, not just from a print point of view, but also what their carbon footprint is from working with partners that are delivering ads at scale for them um, and what that trade-off is going to be. So we're speaking on the second day. What are you... Oh, listen to that seagull. We're speaking on the second day. What are you looking forward to for the rest of the week? Look, there's, there's some really great um, sessions coming up. Um, I'm going to spend um, the third day at as many panel sessions as I can because you know we're getting some really great invites. And I think it's so important that when you're at Cannes to go in and see people that you haven't or will not get to meet. Right? And some of the panels and some of the guests on those panels that we're seeing are just, you're not going to get in front of them again. And this is just such a great opportunity. So third day i'm going to spend a lot of my time on those panels and listening in so next year would you recommend that all the publishers should be at can look if publishers go about it in the right way and all the publishers that i speak to are really leaning into it this year and yes there's the you see everybody that you might see in london and you might see those guys from new york but the other side is those guys are meeting other people from london and it's such a learning experience and people are sharing ideas people are talking to each other so look, if you, if you plan and you think about what you want to do and you lean in and think about who you want to go and see that you won't get the opportunity to, Cannes is a great place to do it. That's it. That's the end of my first day at Cannes. I have walked miles and miles in the beautiful sunshine. Thanks so much to our guests for taking the time to talk to me. I'll be back again tomorrow with more from Cannes Lines. Thanks, Peter, and we'll be looking forward to getting more updates in the next episode of Media Voices at Cannes, which will be released tomorrow. A massive thanks again to our sponsors, Sovereign, for making these episodes possible. And just a reminder that you can see all the tools and technologies they have available to help publishers monetize their businesses over on their website, Sovereign.com. If you're new to Media Voices, we release regular episodes every Monday featuring a news roundup and an interview with a leading industry figure. You can follow us on Twitter at Media Voices Pod, or subscribe to our newsletter and see our other work by going to our website, 
voices.media. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>